This episode of the Guiltless Podcast is brought to you by Black Cat Barbershop. Open since 2018 and just voted by Scene Magazine as the number one barbershop in Cleveland. Black Cat Barbershop houses the absolute best barbers in the city with over 30 years combined experience. Black Cat offers a variety of services for all possible clients ranging from haircuts, beard trimming, close razor shaves, color consultations, and a variety of other packages. Located at 5405 Detroit Avenue and available for online bookings at www.blackcatbarbershop.com. You can also check them out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Make your appointment with Black Cat Barbershop today. I haven't ruled it out because it, it, I, I'm fine with it. I think it's cool. Um, I'm not sure it adds anything to what, like, kind of I do with people down here. Sure. Though. Um, and kind of just what you said. I don't know if I want to add a dimension to, like, someone I had on yesterday. She's a, a an on air sports analyst. Sure. She was excited because she's like, "I'm gonna wear. I don't have to dress up. I can wear sports. Right. And just you chill. can feel comfy and, and just like, have a conversation." So, if I added that to it, would I take that away? Would I take away a comfort level? Some people for don't some care. people. Hey, you know what? People. I'm not going to say that I wouldn't think about it. Right. I would. It would just be, you know, like I know that on this side of my face, I have a gap on my tooth. And on this side, I don't. So, you know what I'm saying? Like when I, I see know a camera. I don't a good side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I see a camera, I tend to go to the one side and I tend to think about like, oh, is there is there something in my teeth? Do I look like a jackass right yeah. now? And my answer yeah. to all those is yes. Yeah, well, yeah. I probably have something in my teeth. I know 100%. I don't look good. I've been working all day. I'm so tired and disheveled. Yeah. I don't have good hair, which is why I always wear hats. There's Straight nothing. Up. I'm like, I don't have a good. There's an angle, and it's when you're squinting and it's dark. Totally. Ideally, if you're a little drunk. Oh no, look, you're. And then I like I. Then you're I look, fucking hitting that, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> but others, most normal sun. Yeah. I don't yeah. Look, I'm looking at there. I just always feel like I'm a goofy looking dude. So when I see myself. It's just a whole thing, and like it, it is nice to not have to worry about that. Like yeah. I've done a bunch of music videos, a bunch of stuff, but like a camera in my face still feels weird. It's just it not does. my favorite thing, you know. A wedding so. with my wife, taking a selfie with my wife, I'm like oh, totally. God, this, why did you marry me? They're like act natural. You're like, <laughs> you're like this is as good as I get. I'm terrified on the inside. <laughs> this is me naturally being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, dude, I appreciate you coming again. Absolutely, man. Stuff mixing. That's a you got it. So I know a little bit, and just so you know that this is, I've absorbed a lot of your music in the last week. That's awesome, especially dude. with musicians, I like to do that, so it's fresh in my mind because I want to know obviously that catalog, but I don't mm-hmm. do a lot of research into who you are because I kind of want to get to know you as we do this. Cool. Yeah. Um, it's probably not. Much but obviously, out there the only thing that I found was <laughs> your teacher used to call you Scuffy. Wow. Where did you find that? YouTube. Oh, really? The first thing that came up, it was very odd. It was a very That's small little short. Weird. I don't even Good know who thing you were my talking SEO to. is killing it for me out here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, so it did come from a nickname. Uh, my teacher, Miss D. Tommaso, she was amazing. She was a big part of like what kind of inspired me to get writing. I actually just talked to her not that long ago, which was really? a little tearjerker moment. Oh, it was wow. pretty sweet. 
but yeah, she always like was super inspiring to me as a teacher. Just she liked my writing. She liked my weirdness as a kid and uh, kind of like pushed me to do it more and, and whatnot. And she always called me scuffy, which I, I didn't really like back then because it was like, you know, then all the football team was like, oh, scuffy. And I was yeah. like, shit, that's going to stick. I know it. And, uh, and it did. So then when, you know, kind of getting older and then certain friends dropped the Y and it kind of just became like scuff just kind of formulated from that. Just lean into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now it's like it feels weird when people call me Casey. It's strange. Like, oh, yeah. You know, like, and I have friends that didn't know my name for years. And they were like, wait, what did she just call you? And I'm like, Casey. And they're like, that's your name? I've, yeah, uh, dude, you thought my mom and dad named me Scuff? The fuck? It kind of goes, that'd be hilarious. I'd have your parents on if they did. Yeah, definitely. Like, Let's just talk about that thought process. <laughs> I've had people on here. I've had uh, the, this girl, uh, Laura, I still don't know her last name, Laura Wimbell. She's very, very cool. She runs this online, uh, this YouTube uh, show called uh, Midnight Rental. I'm actually doing a live show with her in two days. Oh, We sweet. just watch cool movies. She's really into like old horror movies. I am Like B-movie type Super, shit. Yeah. yeah. She actually had her old show called the Big Bad B movie show. Oh, I love that's so my cool. Jam, and yeah. uh, you know, I, during the second time that she came on, me and my friend, me and her, my friend Mike went from the Cleveland Film Festival. We just watched Top Gun and just talked about it. <laughs> and she'd never seen Top Gun, so oh wow, she uh, yeah, I just watched the emotional journey of her watching this 1986 yeah, super macho like. <laughs> In, in so many times, because like when my wife first watched it too, like my answer to most of her questions was, it was the 80s. Sure. Like you got to understand, 86, that made complete sense. Oh, totally. Like yeah. it's shocking now, but no, back that, then it no, was No, that's nothing. how we talk to women. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah, of course we played volleyball in our jeans. How do you do it? What the fuck? I, that's I, just the way it was. I was watching Twilight Zone and I saw something. It was like, uh, you know, the guy's all distraught and his wife comes up and she's like trying to comfort him and he's like... Just get in the kitchen and make me a sandwich. And I was like, holy shit, it used to be this way, dude. Yeah. Like, that was crazy. a normal thing that people said. Like, you come home and, like, I like, I've never come home and my wife is wearing an apron. <laughs> I'm not even sure we have one. I'd be like, what is going on right now? Are we about to do some weird shit. <laughs> yeah, what's happening, dude? Is this a fantasy is this that a I never sweet knew I had? Foreplay? <laughs> yeah, that's just the way it was. But she, I think, like, halfway through the second episode, I was like, Wait, what is your last name? She said, it. I'm like, you know, it doesn't say that on your... She's like, yeah, but it's too confusing, so I just shortened it. I'm like, oh, online persona, we were just talking wow, about. Wow, yeah, totally. But I mean, that's I, how I know her. I still know her that way. Yeah. She told me her last name, and I already forgot it because I'm so used to calling her the other. Yeah, 100%. Like, it doesn't change our dynamic, so I'm just going to stick with what I know. Yeah, no, it, it blew a couple people's minds when I told them my name was not Scuff, which blew my mind. I was like, you thought my name... Did you really think my name was Scuff? <laughs> <laughs> How little you think do you two think chains of was really two chains? Like you think his mom and dad were like? You think his Christian name is two chains? <laughs> Ridiculous! Oh, that's awesome, man. <laughs> so you're um, you're a very. I've had a lot of musicians on here, and I, I really like talking to musicians because all of them have, I think, a couple things in common. At the same time, nothing in common, which is the best hmm. thing about I think what I've seen in like kind of like the Cleveland music scene is that there are people that are kind of all over the place in terms of influences what comes out in mm -hmm. because of those influences and kind of how they view it versus the way me, a more kind of just ignorant fan, kind of views it. How would so you describe, like, like if you gave yourself a genre, what would it be? Because I hear a lot, for sure. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like 
always been the toughest thing for me to answer because I'm not even sure. Like, for instance, any write-up that's ever happened, any Cleveland Scene magazine called me a rapper, which I feel like so, is so far from what I do, but I get why you would say that because of spoken word aspects of my yes. music. Um, but, you know, I don't view it that way. If I were to categorize it, I usually honestly just say, like, energetic alternative rock. So I, I understand, too, why they would kind of throw you into rap. Sure. Even when I started listening like the, like the, the cadence in which you kind of sing some of your songs. Sure. Not even all the songs, but some of them. I th- it's like a, like a, almost like in some cases like a rapid fire type, you know, yeah. lyrical kind of pattern, which some people will just interpret as like a hip hop rap. Because it's the, probably the closest thing. Yeah. When you, I'm not going to say, oh, I make spoken word rock. People right, are going to yeah. be like, that sounds boring but as I, fuck. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to well, sit in the library? Well, spoken word sounds like gospel. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. People hear spoken word, they think gospel. Like, do the, you know. Yeah, exactly. They're like, he is risen. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But I, I understand why they did that. But I even when you start, like the first song I listened to, I think was Bruises, which still is my favorite song by awesome it's dude, i downloaded appreciate that i'll get to it in a second but w- as soon as i listened to that one i was like okay it's just again with the with the cadence and then the other songs like obviously like slowly uh sure uh, bank broke all those things they they have a similar lyrical pattern if you want to call it that totally but i still don't find it i, I don't think you're rapping at all right and it, it it's just it's one of those things where like I think eventually it will be awesome that I am in quote unquote like I don't know you know your own lane type yeah. of thing where, uh, but at the same time I, it it's hurt me up until now because like shows they don't know who they're like we want to bring you with. but we don't know who to yeah. put you with, and I'm like, you know I'm never mad if someone says oh it's kind of like rap or it's kind of uh, indie or it's kind of alternative like. Because I think they all kind of make sense. I think you so know? too. So it's weird, and I, I don't. I don't think that's an insult if somebody can not no accurately identify. It's just we live in like, a world of labels. Yeah, yeah. So like when someone says, "Oh, what are you?" and I say, uh, or for instance, when you you know you're out here submitting to all these blogs trying to get people to listen and. I say, you know, uh, my new song "Bank Broke," an alternative indie rock, you know, uh, upbeat type of, you know, whatever. And they're like, "Well, we we love this song, but we're a little more alternative." And then the next email I get from someone else is like, "We love this song, but it's just not alternative enough, it's not or enough it's too alternative." Side. Yeah. So it's it's never. That sweet spot. It's always too much of this or too little. You know, of that's it. an interesting. Very weird. I, that's an interesting problem. I guess maybe if you yeah. want to call it, because you just said it. Like we don't know who to put you with. Like maybe on you know shows with multiple bands. Mm-hmm. That's uh, it kills. That part kills me because like, I could be playing Chicago yesterday, but they're like, dude, we just don't know who to put you with, and I don't know, Chicago local acts like that. I'm looking for them, but yeah. It's tough, you know. I think I could fit anywhere. I'm like, just throw me on one, see how it goes. No, 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 no. You're right, and you know what? And the the other ones that I've talked to, um, the other one that I think might, I think maybe be a little bit more similar to your genre, not in terms of the same type of music, but the same where there's a lot of different influences. I don't know if you know Jewel Big Green. He's a yes. He's an awesome guy. Absolutely. He came on here, man. Me and 
we became like best friends during it because we had he's like great all vibe. these very super. Yeah. But he's got like an acoustic folk hip hop soul all kind of rolled into one. And right. you can be, you can like his song will start, you think it's going one way and it goes another way. And that's to kind of go back to what I mentioned earlier about to, to bruises. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that was a very, that one again, when it started and it was the very first song of yours that I listened to. Oh wow. And I think that's honestly, quite the... it just randomly, yeah, you're either going to be in or out at in. that point. I was in. A, I was. I downloaded a minute into it's the song, intense. you know, and that's. And I'm honestly, I'm not a dude that just downloads songs. I download that's a song amazing, that dude. I like. Hell yeah! And I thought it was a, re- it was a great entry for me. Not that any of the other ones were bad. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Here on that, it definitely that was the one. Biggest, the that most it picked intense the, one, <laughs> and I've done that a couple of times. Um, Free Black and Akron. I listened to one oh, of Oh, great. I just um, caught his set at, uh, at Bright Winter. Flacco, played, yeah, yes. Amazing. amazing. Flacco and HR3, they came on here. Killed and it. And they're Akron guys. I'm from Akron, too. So. Oh, right. It is, too. I actually didn't realize HR3's it was HR3's the drummer. Yep. Yeah, Flacco's the vocalist, man. They but killed it, man. It was a great set. They have a song, and it's still to this day. I mean, it's uh, it's called Surrender, and it's it was the first song that I listened to of theirs, and I found them from Bright Winter last year. I cool. coached a lot of people from that show. And uh, I was just like, Listen to one song, and I I reached out to them right away. I was like, I there's no way you guys wrote forty shitty songs right after that, true, I, and true, they're right. all amazing. It was they're, that they're, good. They're yeah. great artists. They're I'll have great. to listen to that one because I was enjoying some of the music. Like right before we played, bright, I checked out a bunch of the yeah. artists also, and I was like, okay, I'm excited for this. And they played, I think, right after us. Yeah. Or, Two bands after us, so. but yeah, there's a couple like that. Uh, Baker's Basement. I just had them on on uh, on Saturday morning. Same thing. I listened to one song and I was like, God, that's such a cool song. I'll have to check that. And out. Uh, yeah, I'll, well, I'll send you some of these things. Yeah, right. but please, Bruises please. I think was 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 just like that. I listened to one, and then I went to your page, and I was like, I gotta. That's when I reached out, and then started listening to more because I was like, no one wrote this song. And then just wrote a bunch of like weird nursery rhymes after that. <laughs> yeah, totally. And that's what I found with yours. So if, if my next song was like booty butt cheeks, yeah, you know, and you're like, some what horrible the hell? There it is. <laughs> hey man, you did a guys. cover of Whoop, There it is. <laughs> but yeah, that's a bruises was a. It's a. In, I started finding this, in my opinion, again, a lot of what I'll I'll interpret is obviously probably not going to be what you're maybe what you're intending or thought, but it's kind of what I was kind of like hearing when I was listening to it. Uh, Bruises Please, was a yeah. very, it was a beautiful song. Thank it, you. It, it really, really is. The start of it, the guitar, almost like a reverbed guitar is what oh it my sounded God. like. Yeah. And then into almost like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say like, I don't want to say painful, like in, in the yeah. way that the lyrics are being delivered, but that's what I took from it. It, 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 yeah. it felt like a pretty intense song. Yeah. Uh, first off, shout out to Captain MT Quitter, uh, one of the, one of the most beautiful guitar players I've ever met. Uh, that was him. That guitar part was him. Uh, it was a very one-off thing. It wasn't planned. I literally heard him playing that guitar part online. Oh, really? I took the guitar part and recorded over it and sent it to him and was like, dude, you know, uh, just musician to musician, I really felt this. The guitar part was about... Uh, and I don't want to put his business out there, but a, 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 a loss for him. So he was speaking his loss through the guitar. So when I heard it, I, it literally brought me back to uh, when I lost my pops. I was 19. So uh, it was crazy, man. You know, I heard it and I started writing it. And then it was just like I was in it. It was one of those songs that just came out of nowhere. I had plans with a buddy of mine. 
Uh, shout out my brother, Sam Skelton. He came over and he like walked in my house and was just like, are you okay, dude? Is this like a bad time? And I was just so, you know, uh, it really like took me back to the moment. Just hearing his guitar part, oddly enough, really took me back to the moment. I could feel the pain in it. And uh, yeah, dude, that song came to me in like, like, I would say 15 minutes. That is it was uh, crazy. That's not surprising. I've heard like a I lot bawled of, my eyes out. I've, I've heard a that's lot crazy. of artists say that. <laughs> some of the honestly, if you some of the best songs that you've ever loved in your life. Oh, for some sure. of them were just like we wrote that in like 20 minutes. Yeah, like dude. Just, there was just one way to go with it. Yeah, and it just came out and it was done and everyone's like, "There's really nothing that we should we shouldn't yeah. change this. This is the way it was supposed to be." Uh, that that song was inside of me for a long time. That's a great I could song. feel it. I, it really is that that is a song, and it's funny you say that. Not funny, <laughs> but it's, it's it's hilarious. No, I, it's about loss. What what I mean is it's 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 a uh, it's almost. I don't. It just kind of makes it a little bit more epic that the guitar part that you found. Yes, because it is. It's a very. It's almost. It's a very dark and moody guitar part yes. to kind of set the tone for the remainder of the song, mm-hmm. and then obviously when your vocals come over it. It continues, and that's a that's. I think that's why it grabbed me so much. I think that's a awesome. lot of us, myself included, are kind of sometimes. I think are are maybe overtaken more easily by moodier, darker songs. Sometimes, sure. I mean, if it takes you to that world, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Mean, you kind of almost just get thrown into it, you know. And that's why I said, like, I think bruises. It's a it's a risky first song because I think that. It's like one of those things where if you come into it not knowing what it's about to be, mm. and you, if you're having a great time with all your buddies drinking beers, that might one. not be the fucking that track the that one, you're, yeah. you want to check out from me. There's Magnificent for that. There's party songs for that, you know, but again, that Good was... Good news, uh, I was just sitting in the dark by myself. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> great <setting>. Weeping, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking uh, about a breakup. That's hilarious. School, so. No, no, man, I'm, a, I'm glad that you felt that, though, you know, and not knowing what it's about and stuff is, is, is cool, you know, and that, that one definitely... I get a lot of messages about that That's one, a very... You know? And I'm not surprised at that, you know, and yeah. again, you have different... You have different vibes, I think, noticeably different vibes. Like you mm-hmm. talked about, whether you want to call them party songs or maybe more, even like Bankrupt, sure. which is tone wise, just on the surface, seems like a more just kind of playful song. Yeah, totally. Versus, you it's know, like, versus like a bruise. I'm broke, dude. What the fuck am I, you know, like I'm working hard. I'm not broke because I'm lazy. I'm broke because I'm putting everything I got into. My dream. Yeah, I've been fucking. Well, sadly, forever. most artists are not financially. Yeah, sound. you know, and it's and not it's because like, they don't want to be or not try to be. It's because exactly there are so many artists out there, and sometimes it can get a little bit saturated, and some really good ones can fall through the cracks. Oh, for sure, dude. And you know, I could stretch a dollar for a fucking long time. I That's I a have skill. to. That's you a know, real yeah, skill. Man. I have to. That's a skill. Sometimes, like you, I remember we were joking around about this yesterday, like. I remember being like, you know, 22 years old and having like nine people living in my house and someone would be yep. like, hey, I need a place to stay. And we're all like, so if he gets in here, rent goes from 115 to 85. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think we figure this out. We can make it work, dude. <laughs> Let's make this work. <laughs> I remember I, that. I, yeah. I had those houses for sure. So what about your, I mean, just kind of going back. Yeah. Because like, you, you mentioned your teacher. I was thinking, so, thank God I'm not Scuffy Mixon. Can you imagine if I walked in here? And nobody would take me seriously. I did not know how to <laughs> introduce you to people upstairs. Thank God you looked at my father and I was like, I'm Casey. I'm like, I said oh, Casey because I figure like, I don't know, a lot of people are like, you're a what? I'm like, yeah. Scuff 
They're like, uh. Because if you were like, like, hi, I'm Scuff, you left, and my in laws have been like, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. Why are you hanging out with people named <laughs> Who's Scuff? Who's that Joe Dirt looking ass, fucking half homeless Who's kid? Who's that guy? That By the way, he's still in our yard. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he in the garage? Why is he still here? But the, um, yeah, it, it was a. Uh, Some brands. You're going back to, uh, you're talking about like your teacher, so. <clears throat> did you have like a like a musical kind of path going all the way back to like when did it start? I feel like some people just kind of had even if they knew it or not at the time. Sure, a part they remember were like, oh, I kind of started getting into music then. Yeah, I guess it wasn't like from day one or anything. Like uh, I was really into, I, I liked listening to music. I was sure. brought up on. My mom was huge on like Alanis Morissette, and that's to this day. I just jam Jagged Little Pill Jagged front Little to Pill, fucking back. If any, I do not turn it off. Do not skip any songs. If anyone tells you that Jagged Little Pill isn't one of like the best 100 albums of all time, I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. That thing from beginning to end it's is so amazing. good, dude. So my mom had like you know a lot of influence in that kind of alternative esque. Uh, you know, yeah, type of music, and then my dad was like big on like Motown. My dad was quite a bit older than my mom, so um, he he had like the Motown on lock, which was for me. I loved all that shit. I still to this day am guilty of turning off, you know, uh, Cardi B and putting on That's Life by Frank Sinatra, or like, uh, you know, and uh, what's another like. The Flamingos, always loved them. The Drifters, you know, and all those songs back then, it's hilarious. I think about this, like Run Around uh, Sue and all those songs. It's literally about the same shit that we hear in songs today. They just say it way more directly. It's such a, it's such a, (laughs) it's such a vibe that you don't think it's what it's about. Yeah. It's like totally about just being, just out there, being a, a wild animal man, just, banging as much and it's it, crazy it's but it's no different than like all these other you know songs today that are just like holy shit they just say it so much different it's not as uh hidden i why well, i think <laughs> i think that was the key is that it was a little bit more hidden again yeah because of the way it was people back then were just like no way i'm reading this right totally like even like you think about the uh um that nursery rhyme ring around the rosies pockets oh, dark as hell dude that's about like I think it's the Black Plague. Yeah, it's like just how many people were dying during the Black all, Plague. All those are terrifying. But who hasn't dark. sang that to a fucking kid? Right. <laughs> oh know? god, yeah. Ashes, ashes. Uh, it wasn't until I was older. I was like, ashes, ashes. We all. Why did I not pick this up? Yeah, totally. <laughs> singing this as a kid. You just don't think about the lyrics. It's like even no. when now that I'm older, I listen to music I listened to when I was younger, and I'm like, holy shit. What was I thinking about? Uh, uh, uh. Limp Biscuit, the fucking what is that album? Something hot dog flavored water and the chocolate. Oh, flavored. chocolate starfish, hot yeah. dog flavored water. Yeah, I like just last week was thinking about it and I was like, holy shit, them dudes were nasty. Oh yeah, and I'm thinking about it like I didn't know what a chocolate flavored starfish. Like I wasn't yeah. thinking about any of that shit when I was eleven, <laughs> screaming, you know, all about the nookie and whatever and all these crazy songs, but uh. But yeah, no, I guess uh, to go back, I know I got a little off track there, but... I do it all the time. <laughs> so yeah, two, two totally different, um, you know, my mom was Celine Dion and, and, and Alanis Morissette. My dad was a lot of Motown and, and blues and jazz and like that type of stuff. So at 13 was when I uh, like bought my first guitar. 
and that was that was pretty much out the window once I played a guitar. I never looked back, and I'm not even good at guitar. I just it just made me fall in love with music. Yeah, completely. Yeah, the uh, yeah. It's, I'm not either. <laughs> to the point where I've given up money, happiness, relationships. No, I'm just, yeah. I'm just I have three guitars in this room. I suck on all of them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just keep buying a better one, thinking it'll make me better. This looks cool in a picture, right? Cool. I don't want to play it. <laughs> oh, dude, I did that. I don't know if you saw. We did a video with our guitars. Uh, we did me and my two. My bassist and my guitarist, all three of us on acoustics, and the video was shot. Yes, yes, acoustic slowly, uh, outside. And dude, the amount of people that came at us for having our guitars outside in the cold, it was. They were just like, these guys don't appreciate shit. And I was like, no, dude, we're fucking hungry, and we're trying to make a goddamn viral video yeah. so we can eat, dude. Like, yeah, I that, appreciate bread. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> like that's what my life has become is trying to go somewhat you know uh internet viral and fucking people will hear the music so yeah we went outside with our guitars and it was a it was a bad idea but we made it fast and we were inside as soon as we could (laughs) i yeah i love that you brought up slowly so slowly was another one that's kind of on my list that i wanted to really it's 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 not the song necessarily itself it's a great song i really really like it thanks um but i absorbed it three different ways and, and this is again like the outside listener that's kind of taken in yeah like, which is put. interesting to me because i have much. no idea well <laughs> I, it, and i went on a like a path with this too sure because i absorbed it three different ways first i just heard the original slowly then the acoustic then i watched the video that's how i knew what you were talking about cool because okay. i watched the video last night and that was the third way that i heard the song got you and every single time and it's because of the the audio and then the visual components that are all coming at me after i've already taken something in it's giving me more thoughts about what i feel about the, the the song where i think it originated totally the influence and things like that so slowly original i was like cool I, that's a really cool song i really like it a lot the acoustic i love acoustic stuff yeah. i like hearing a song that i've already heard originally broken down acoustically to kind of sure. get a different vibe or vision of it whatever and then the visual of the acoustic so when I saw the visual of the acoustic, and I don't know why, maybe it's because you were outside. You guys are wearing <laughs> flannels and stuff. And yeah, just, very. I don't know why I all of a sudden got like more of like an Irish vibe from it. I don't totally. know why. I really don't know why. But <laughs> I really so did. Funny. And I thought of it more like a like a like a Gaelic storm flogging Molly, like pose totally. type of vibe out of it. And I, I doubt it was intentional, but that's what I took from it. Yeah. It's just yeah. wild what the what the the different ways you can absorb the exact same thing can change your opinion of it. Absolutely. And never in a bad way, just in a different, it just gave it another layer to it. Sure. Yeah. Seeing the video for something and being like, Oh shit, that's what the song's about. Or, Mm. or, you know, maybe not, but, uh, yeah, that is very interesting. I think it was funny because, you know, anyone from Ohio, Michigan, Indiana, anywhere over here, I mean, everyone was just like, Oh yeah, totally. But like people, a lot of people were like, where are you guys? Are you in Appalachia? I'm like, dude, I'm in Cleveland, Ohio in my backyard. And it was funny because I think a lot of people really did think we were in like, I don't know, like uh, some wild, you know, Arctic area. No, we're and, in uh, Ohio City. <laughs> and the comparisons that I got were like, people were comparing that song to Connor Oberst, Bright Eyes, okay. all the way to, which is like, you know, really like sad, emo, just the epitome to like country which i was like okay and then kind of what you said like people were like this is like uh 
you know, like crust punk acoustic folk meets like, and it's just crazy the uh, the extremes of both sides that people hear. I, and I'm sitting there like yeah. I don't hear any of it. I just hear like a song that I wrote, and I just think it's cool that anybody relates it to artists they like, or you know, I don't get offended. Well, I think uh, it's just, it's, it's a I definitely don't hear country, but again, that's, right. that's someone else's interpretation of it, mm-hmm. and like again. I mean, I took like an Irish vibe from, like an Irish band vibe from it. Seeing the three of you out there, totally. There's a, in fact, there is a. I don't know if you know. No one knows this band. Uh, they're they're called Sam Malone and the Gravediggers. They have this song called "Warm." It's one of my favorite songs of all time. Okay, it's an absolutely beautiful song, but it has a similar vibe to what I saw on the YouTube video. And I think maybe that because I, I I took like a past a past artist that I really liked and a past song that I like, and I applied a visual from them to what I saw just because of the similarities. Totally. But then if I go back and listen to slowly the original, obviously I don't get the same thing. You don't thing. hear, right. But it's just, it didn't change my opinion of it. It just changed my perception regardless of how I'm, basically how I'm taking it in. Right. Um, I really loved the acoustic version of it, but I really loved the original. And then I was just like, I mean, I, I think they serve two different purposes, honestly. Oh. I actually just had a comment the other day which, uh, you know, someone was just like, I love this acoustic version. Uh, you should you should delete your whole catalog and just run with this style. And the thing is, is like you said, you know, with Bruises, that's a very specific song. That's not what you're going to put on. A lot of people aren't going to show their friend, yo, you got to check out Scuff Mix on. Listen to this song that is absolutely atrociously sad and intense and like, they're probably going to put on Magnificent or Slowly or something that's got to, you know. Um, but I, I, I don't want to make the same shit all the time. No. Why would I want to paint the same picture over and over? Why do I want to, you know, sometimes I'm in a really happy mood. Most of the time, I'm a very happy person. Sometimes I'm devastated and sad. And I can't write the same music in both moods. So, like, Slowly Acoustic... I almost think is happier than the original. To me, it brings me a happier vibe. To other people, they're like, this makes me weep. I'm just crying. So it's so up to the interpretation of whoever's listening to it that I think multiple versions means, hey, if you don't like that one, maybe you'll like this one. Multiple fans. Multiple, you know? multiple opportunities to yeah. get fans. But that comment is weird. Like, why would I delete everything else? You know, like, that's such a strange thing because you just want me to do the same thing over and over, and I just think well, that's You, you kind of just said it there. It's it's a... Not not why you should delete it. You shouldn't. Yeah. yeah I <laughs> what mean, I yeah. mean is, like, so we kind of just talked about it right there. Three versions of the same song. This guy was pulled in by this, so that's what right. he likes. So I'm like, that doesn't mean... Not God bless this guy, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, hey, cares. just uh, keep putting that out, and I'll stick with you. Like, cool. Totally. I don't know if you're going to be my entire financial support, so I might branch out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I can't just go with what you say, but I do appreciate you liking this one song. Right. If it's all the same, Shit, I might. you pay my others. rent for the year. I'll give yeah. you an acoustic album, yeah. bro. Like, just I'll for I'll do you. an acoustic Christmas album if you <laughs> yeah. want, if you're going to pay my rent. Shit. But, I mean, that's, again, that's people like different things. People like different versions of the same thing. I've heard 100%. acoustic versions of songs that I love more than the original. I've heard covers I I like more than the original. Absolutely. All the time. Absolutely, dude. I mean, I can go on and on about but then I have other, they do the cover, I'm like, nah, I like the other one better. Yep. It doesn't mean 
that I'm going to message that artist and say, how delete that acoustic version? Yeah, it's a weird, <laughs> I think, I think that's just like, that's a weird thing I've been experiencing. Cause like so many people, you know, just state their opinions and stuff. And like, they, they just tell me, you know, they'll just pop on and be like, dude, you fucking suck. And I, that doesn't make me mad. Like that's, that's fine, dude. You do not have to like it. Yeah. But I think it's a weird energy to go out of your way and comment it. I will say one time in my life, there is one comment, and it's not even there anymore, that I've left on someone's YouTube. I've never left negative comments to people. I just keep it to myself. <laughs> I just go, fuck that dude, or whatever. <laughs> but uh, it's such a weird energy to do, and I did it one time, and I, he caught me on a bad day. He had this song, and it was, in my opinion, really bad. And I said that. I said, you should stop making music. And about two months later, dude, I get approached at my show by this kid, not on the internet, in real life. And he was like, hey, man. And he had a bottle with him. He was like, can I pour you a shot? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure, dude. And he was like, do you know who I am? And I was like, and as soon as he said it, I was like, oh, shit. It's the dude from the, the com that I commented on his song. And he was like, man, you know, I just wanted to say that kind of hurt my feelings. Like, I'm actually a big fan of your work. I came to your show tonight because I like your stuff. And he's like, honestly, it was kind of a joke and, like, just hurt my feelings. And he poured up a shot, and I was like, oh, my God, dude. I was like, do you want to punch me square in the face? Because you can. Like, I feel like an asshole, man. And he called me out on my bull, you know, just being an asshole. He caught me on a bad night. I left him a shitty comment, and he was the nicest guy in the world. And it made me realize, like, so what if his music sucks? So what if it's serious? So what if it's a joke? At least he's doing something. And from that day, that kid handed me my ass, dude. And I never in my life will leave a negative comment because I don't have to like it. But for people to go out of their way, you see people comment just awful shit on anything on the internet. People do not hold back. But it's just a very... It's a strange energy that I think is only because of the internet that people can hide behind, uh, you know, projecting like that. It's there, wild. There's a really good documentary. You can probably find it on YouTube. It's just called, it's called Heckle. It's, uh, it, it's essentially about uh, heckling. Um, Wasn't that Jamie Kennedy? Yes. yes I saw that. It's a that. very good documentary. I saw that. It's, but it's, it's, essentially, it's essentially about people that heckle at shows, but then it morphs into critics and why yes. critics do and say, and they confront a lot of people. They talk to others who don't back down or still dicks. Others who are, who are kind of like what you said. When someone put their words in front of them, and they're like, ugh, I never yeah. thought I'd have to see you. Right. It's a very... I, it made me really I'm, look at myself. I'm almost <laughs> positive it's on YouTube, kind of broken into parts. If you have some time, watch it. it it's very interesting because it, it kind of dives into that. It's just like, why? Sure. Like, what did you get out of this? Mm -hmm. What did you get out of saying this? Uh, I will say, obviously, I don't know this person. This might be the most evolved person that's walking the planet right now. Sure. To take that approach to, hey, man, I want to buy you a drink. Also, I don't know if you remember, you said some shit about me, and it kind of hurt. Absolutely. You know, uh, usually people just respond right back, or they might be a little violent, or they start a rumor about right. you. That's what I would have done. Dude, I had the craziest <laughs> amount of respect that's for crazy. him. Like, it stopped me dead in my tracks. Like, I... I was so taken back, and, like, we ended up taking three or four shots together. And I hugged him, and I was like, bro, I'm going to delete that shit. I'm fucking sorry. You seem like an awesome dude. I respect you immensely, and, like, you just changed 
a course of my life, truly, from being an internet asshole, dude. And uh, that's called accountability, kids. And I will, look, look, I'll come to your defense a little bit. We all have bad days. Dude, absolutely. We all. I left, I've left, and he caught me on a bad day. I've left one Yelp review in my life. And it was not flattering. <laughs> totally. It was, and you, I, now I stand by it. I totally. Think, I think the food was terrible. <laughs> the song was bad. Yes. I told him, I said, it's bad, dude. But I'm just so saying. I'm not a liar. <laughs> We're not liars. I'm just saying, I I had this food, and I am not a picky eater. <laughs> I am sure. not. Sure. My wife came down here and was like, here's a piece of bread and some cheese. Put that together. I'm like, this sounds amazing. Mm, I would eat that. <laughs> I had this food, and it was so bad. And I thought it was funny. I had a couple of beers. But I, I thought, <laughs> in the Yelp review, I can even find it, too. It, it's clearly a jokey review. Sure. But I was also like, this is dog shit food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, <laughs> don't eat is a good here. way of being serious. <laughs> don't eat here. I want you to think this is funny. I also don't want you to eat here. Yeah, yeah. So you're allowed to have a bad day. We all are. And yeah. you know what? At the end of the day, it turned out better anyway because Absolutely. you reversed your most of it. People leave that shit all the time. I saw one today. Today, like two mm-hmm. hours ago. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? Right. And it was a post. It wasn't even a comment. But he posted on, I don't give a fuck, I'll read it. Because I took a screenshot of it because I was going to send it to somebody. Because <laughs> it was so absurd. Because I was like, what the hell is this guy's problem? <laughs> With an entire city? Right now, for, I'm not going to say his name, obviously. Sure, sure. Right now, for me, living in Cleveland is like being a caged bird. He also misspells several words. <laughs> What you are all witnessing is that bird fighting and clawing his way out. This guy also is under the impression we're all just watching what his next move is. Sure, right. I'll tell you this. When I leave Cleveland, I plan on cutting off 90% of my friends and family. My button line, I assume he meant bottom line, is to finish my book and my second album. I have to cut all of my dead weight. That's his post. (laughs) Wow, dude. Have, but this ha- is a guy essentially celebrating like, that with all your friends and family. And I'm like, I wanted to comment so bad. Like, wherever yeah. you move, I hope they have fucking spell check. Sure. Idiot. But, and, and, <laughs> and you want to, you want to say that, but it's but like, you're not going to fucking what change. You're not going to, you no, know, what do I care? He's because, you up know to what? Him. Well, obviously, I care because I kept it and read it to you. <laughs> obviously, I care because I have a screenshot. Obviously, now it's changed my day. <laughs> That's I was going to send it to my, me and my friends have this thing where we just kind of send screenshots of really funny posts. Sure, like, yeah, dude. This person really having a day. Or yeah. Someone that's just like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm going through a pretty bad ba- breakup. I'm pretty sure, you know, he's been lying to me about all the coke he's doing. I'm like, why are you putting this on? Stop it. Just say, yeah. broke up. <laughs> that's what I'm, We that, broke up. Absolutely. When I was younger, I was way guilty of that in my early 20s. I would put my business online and stuff, and it was just like, for what, man? Talk to who you want to talk. Talk to the people you trust and love about it. Don't put it online. All you're asking for is for people to use it against you or, you know, make fun of you, kick you while you're down, I, pretty you, much. Or some weird sympathy oh, yeah. from people who don't fucking care. I, so. Yeah, I hate man, You know, you I've gone heart back. emoji? I've, I've gotten, yeah. So, oh, thank you so much for the thumbs up. Yeah. I'm going to get through going the through day. a really hard time. So I've, the fuck is everyone. I've, you know, I've gone back and forth on that a lot. I've, I've, because I've, I've never thought, because I'm not that person. You know, I, sure. you know, I've had problems, sure, depression problems and, and anxiety and anything else under the sun. It's whatever, but. Absolutely. I'm we very, all do. I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm very much a, you know, I kind of just bury that down and I let it come out at a really bad time. Right. But. 
putting it out there, like I see some very detailed posts about mm-hmm. I'm struggling today. This and, and that's okay. I think it's beautiful to be vulnerable, but you I also have to be very willing to, to know that like not everybody's gonna care, not everybody's yeah. nice. So you have to be willing to take the bullshit that comes with it. Like, oh, you're just and crying. My, we all have yeah. a hard life. That's my other side of it. Is yeah. when I see that, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Sure. But then I'm tough. like, you know what? Sometimes maybe people seeing that 11 people. Like that or send a comment, maybe that's what they need. Because I'm not... Absolutely. Just because that doesn't work for me or I wouldn't care. Oh, I'm a big fan of leaving a comment that says, keep your head up, send in in love your way, send in good vibes. Because I do believe that sometimes that is all somebody needs to hang on and shit. So I'm speaking for me personally, me putting my business out. I don't need to, because I don't need to know what my aunt or uncle yeah. thinks about it. Because I wouldn't have asked their opinion, is, if you want to call it that. Is right, yeah. Initially, I'm just like, the fuck is wrong with you, man? Keep right. that shit to yourself, man. Right. Like, deal with it. You don't got to put it out there. But then my thought was, again, maybe yeah, two comments and five likes is what's going to get that person through the day. Sure. And I mean, I've been there where you just need a little, you you know, you, little little cry for help, and then someone comes through and says, "Hey, I fucking love you, bro. Chill out." And you're like, I know, I love you too. You know, I've I just texted needed, people. I just needed someone, and I do too. I've texted people Absolutely. after seeing a post. Like, I won't post, but I've texted sure. them. I don't know why. I feel like my post is is, and it's not. But sometimes I feel like I'm just like it's just it's like a pandering post. Like, sure, all good, man. Like I feel like it's a right. bullshit post, even though it's not. I know it's not totally, but I still feel that way. So then I'll just text them. Like, hey, man, saw yeah, what's going on? You want to hang out? You want to? Absolutely. Get some dinner. I'm a very empathetic person, so I, like, you know, it it gets tough. I get some pretty intense emails where, like, I don't know what to say. You know, if someone comes to me and my best friend and says, hey, bud, I'm not doing great. I'm in the, you know, rope department at Home Depot. I'm going to come to the Home Depot and save my friend. When someone sends me an email from California... And I'm in a Cleveland, Ohio, and they say, you know, uh, your music's gotten me to this point, but I don't think I can hang on. Thank you. And I'm like, oh, I have no idea how to deal with that. You know, so it's such a, it's such a, a, a thing where it's like, I think that most of it, it really does, if it helps you to put it out there, put it out, but you, you have to be so careful that, you are putting that out there to the internet, and that could make your situation way worse. Well, you're putting the internet out, will make you want to die. <laughs> like, you're putting it out there to not just intense. the good people. You're exactly. putting it out there to the bad people. Exactly. I, uh, so it's, it's, it's funny. A, I, it's a crazy world. Oh, yeah, that's in that sense. Oh God! Like I've I post on Twitter when I have episodes. That's my involvement in Twitter. Sure. Yeah, I'm like I like Instagram because people are just like, "Hey, look at this sandwich!" and here's my dog. I'm like, that's what I like. Sure. I uh, Facebook is very hard to deal with. Twitter, I don't get it at all. Yeah, but it's, it's, just it's a but thought. again, it's just it's it's something that we deal with. But it, it's funny you talk about like a message. I got one that I was, I mean, really out of nowhere. I, it was a, I think I just talked about this like two episodes ago because it was it was not super recent, but recent enough where I'm still just kind of. Like I can't believe I got this, and I was—it was really taken aback, but at the same time, happy. It was a guy from college, and uh, 
not somebody that I knew super well in college. We hung out sometimes. He's a good, really good guy. I remember being a good guy. He sure. lives in Chicago, I think, and he sent me this Facebook message like, hey, man, I didn't really know about your podcast. I was listening. He listened to this. I did this depression episode a couple of years ago uh, when I was really having a, a really hard time, and I had two friends that also had, you know, experience with it yeah and we, we sat down and talked for like two and a half hours just about it we joked around about it we talked about sure. our experiences we talked about therapy we talked about lexapro we talked yeah about, dude we we you know we we got deep got in it, down and we into tried it. to play around with it as much as we could and he was like listen to a man that's i've had similar issues this long message and it was one of those things like i can't not respond to this like i have to yeah you know and i was like appreciate it hope all's well man reach out anytime. Well, you, I mean, I wish I could, we all wish we, if you're, you know, if you're an empath in that sense, you want to save everybody, you want to save the world, but the, you know, it's, it's really tough because I'm the same as you. Yeah. And just because I wrote about it doesn't mean I'm any closer to the, or, or further from the ledge. Yeah. So like, we're all in this shit together. So my, you know, my thing is always just like, we, we are literally, uh, you know, it sounds corny, but as I get older, all those corny things, they do come to life. And mm-hmm. it's like, we are the change we want to see in the world, man. You be you be good in your immediate circle, in your immediate world. You be as kind as you can. Throw out positivity. Be there for your friends. Talk and laugh about the hard things in life so that those people have people they depend on. And then they go out and then they are a positive light in their circle and so on and so on. And that's really all we can do is try to just not go online and say, Hey, that dance you just did fucking sucked. Stop dancing. And you're just like that. Why do you want to hurt somebody, dude? We're all having a hard time out here. I know. You know, it's, it's as simple as just don't be a fucking asshole, dude. It's that simple. It's crazy. It is that simple. <laughs> it's very it's hard for a lot of people. people. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. Like, yeah, it's, it's really like, hard to not be a dick. Uh, my favorite thing in the world is having sitting here laughing and bullshit and having a drink with you right now. You know how bad I needed this? I'm going to go home. I'm going to work for eight hours as yeah. soon as I get back home. So, like, this is what it's all about. If people can sit down and talk and, and laugh and cry about a death. And I was going to make a joke earlier yeah, like uh, about... My dad, I was gonna be like, yeah, I sent him the song, and he never even he never even listened to it, you know. Like I sent him a song, he I was never said anything. Like you two know? or three, where I'm like, maybe I shouldn't yet. <laughs> no, because like my friends will, they'll be like, oh, you know, on at, like Father's Day, they'll be like, are you seeing your dad? And I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm trying to. I've been leaving him messages for 11 years. He hasn't called me back, and my my buddy will be like, oh my god, dude, I'm so sorry. He deactivated his Facebook. Yeah, account. you know. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, it's not your job to remember that my dad passed away 12 years ago now. Like, it's okay, dude. I joke about it. My dad used to lay in the grass with a beer until someone would finally ask him what he was doing <laughs> just so he could say, I'm having a drink with my mom and dad. Oh, and he thought man. it was the funniest thing. And, like, <laughs> he was a dark-humored person. And, I mean, I literally have a song, You Gotta Laugh or You'll Cry. That's, like, my whole thing, dude. You gotta laugh about this shit because it is dark. And hard out I had here. A, <laughs> you gotta laugh, dude. I had a great and a horrible experience like three weeks ago. Uh, a friend I'm of mine, this. a friend of mine's, uh, a friend of mine's uh, uh, father died kind of unexpectedly, and uh, he's a young guy. He's he's actually at the, my jujitsu school. He's a young kid. He's oh, maybe cool. seventeen, but we've been around him for like the last two years and kind of watching him like grow up. And you know, he, he's such a good kid. Sure. And uh, so. 
obviously when I found this out, we're like, where and when we'll all be there. And so we all showed up. And, and it's also like a school where we all kind of fuck with each other a lot. Oh, for sure, right? So, you know, and this kid is handling it as best as anyone can at 17, way better than I would have. Yeah. And uh, Shout out to him, sending him good vibes. Yeah, he's such a good real, guy. I mean, I was 19, and I, that's, I, I hear Well, I, I was... My, two weeks before my 40th birthday. So yeah, I mean, ain't no was, good age. <laughs> there is no, yeah, that's no. exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I, I didn't handle it. I handled it terribly. Oh, and same. I was 40, you know, yeah. I was in, he was 17 and he's, he's just, you know, doing the best he can help his family. And so he naturally, he's a, he's a good kid. You can tell he was raised well. He's walking up to everyone and he's thanking everyone for coming. And he yeah. comes up to me. He's like, gives me a hug. He's like, thanks for coming. I'm like, anytime. And as soon as I said, I was like, oh, fuck, of all the things I've could have said. <laughs> And uh, I'm Dude, right next time he right dies, next, I'll yeah. be there. <laughs> Dude, I'm so excited for the next one. <laughs> Just so I can be here for you. And he didn't catch it because he's such a sweet kid. Anyway. Sure, yeah. But my friend. And he knows you're My there two friends for him, are right yeah. next to me. <laughs> Just waiting for him to walk away, and he walks away, and I'm just sitting there, I'm shaking my head because I know it's coming, and uh, they both just kind of turn in front of me. They're like, "Anytime, huh? Really smooth." So, did you have fun today? Like, (laughs) um, do how many? Do you really enjoy coming to the? Yeah, I'm like guys waiting to wear this suit. I don't say the right. It's not, and I just sit. I'm just just sitting there taking it. Yeah, dude. (laughs) And uh, obviously, all in good fun. And, And and I texted one of them later. Um, I was like, I actually thought about texting you guys to explain why I said it, but I thought it would be just make it worse. So I'm just not going to talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, just leave it. We're good. But it was, uh, I'm <laughs> just like, but I'm, and then my buddy texted back. He's like, sorry, we were fucking with you. No one knows what to say there, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know how many awkward things you say and hear at a funeral? I just said it anytime. I'm like, ah, fuck. I hope no one else heard that. Yeah. And then I look over, like, they clearly heard it. <laughs> But uh, yeah, hey, it is what it is. You know? Yeah, dude, absolutely. Well, my my buddy's grandpa just passed, and uh, one of my best friends, and he told me, you know, he called me, or I called him when I had found out, and he called me back, and he was like, "Yeah, man, you know, thanks for calling." And he goes, "I'm actually doing all right." He's like, "I, I just realized like I had the coolest relationship with my grandpa. I don't really have any bad memories. I have so many good." videos and pictures of him just dancing and being dumb and telling jokes and he was like you know the funeral our whole family was only reason we were crying is because we were laughing so hard and i was like dude you know obviously death is extremely hard and it is something that everyone deals with so differently like you said uh, neither one of us uh i wasn't proud of myself the way i dealt with it at all um i barely recognized the person I was after that, you know? Um, but I loved the way he talked about it. He, it truly was like, felt like it was a celebration of his grandpa's <laughs> life. And I was like, dude, people were hanging out, partying, telling his jokes, showing videos of him. And, you know, obviously, um, that's how we want to remember people, but the shit's tough, dude. You got to go through a lot of, it is. Uh, it's, of grieving. And, and I didn't like, I, I, that's literally what bruises was. I didn't deal with my shit, dude, for 10 years. And when I made bruises, when I tell you I cried like 12 times during recording that, it was starting to piss me off. Yeah. I was like, dude, I cannot get through a take without crying. Like, I need to get through this song. And through doing that and saying those things and reliving those moments and... 
you know, it's funny because the second verse or the the first verse where I talk about uh, him dragging his oxygen tank on the floor and uh, on the ground and everything, you know, that that was real. My dad broke out of the hospital to come to my graduation. And the reason I put that story in that verse was because it was actually a happy memory. My dad was a jackass. He was he showed up with like the, the piss container with his ass out the gown for the uh you know for the hospital he literally had his ass out in front of our whole family the piss jug filled with budweiser he's dragging his oxygen tank on the ground and he and he says son and i turned around and he's just sitting there smiling and i was like dude that's the craziest thing like that was my dad he was a wild animal he was funny he was a goofball and uh you know that part of the song actually cheered me up and it helped me get through it yeah. because I was like, dude, I'm just not getting through it. And um, I swear to God, dude, that was like a, a a point of my life where I went, I think I just dealt with my father's death for the first time since it happened, dude. And it was it was the craziest feeling. And uh, yeah, I mean, if I didn't know music could... yeah. Had, had hold powers, you know. That, that that's not uncommon. Like delayed reactions, or whatever you want to call it. Nah. I, mine was a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. But I, I had similar experiences. Like at at, at the, the the way my father was a uh, he was a uh, he was an attorney. He was a criminal defense attorney in Akron. But he was also a, he was a he was a, a dad that coached all of us in every sport all the time. He had his sure. own firm. I think even purposely just so he could make sure that Be he was his own boss and he went to all these. All the nieces and nephews or grandkids for him. He coached everybody. It's so huge. at the at the at his uh, at his calling hours, there were so many people. I mean, hundreds of people there because and a lot of them were like I don't know if you remember me, but your dad coached me when I was. I was like, right. Jesus, right. You see and, and the I'm recognizing in these all people. the lives he made. I'm seeing and... all these adults that used to be kids. Yeah, you know, and uh, and it's then emotional. you know, and I was like, I actually, in a, in an odd way. I kind of had a good time in his calling hours. Right. Because we're all sitting there just telling stories. Right. You learn so three much. Three weeks later, shit got pretty bad. Exactly. And that's when I kind of turned into, you know, mm -hmm. where I was just like, all right, today I'm going to get up and I'm going to handle everything incorrectly and badly. Yeah. And I'm going to do that for the next seven months. Yeah. Oh, Maybe I, yeah. nine, depending on my mood. I drank myself into oblivion every fucking night. I was I drinking was because done. I didn't want to wake up. Like yeah. I, I was having trouble sleeping, and yeah. a lot of times I was, I was, I would just be like, "I'm gonna go downstairs and just watch TV." Yeah, and I would just, just fucking throw some belts down because I wanted to stay asleep. I didn't mm -hmm. want to keep waking up, and you know, I wasn't taking medication for you know any kind of right. whatever you want to call it. Because in my mind, this is so fucking dumb. Now imagine if someone left you a horrible comment on your shit while you were going exactly. through that time, and you're just like, shit, what the fuck? And I'm just like, I didn't do that. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, Continue, you're good, but. man. That's exactly what, that's that's kind of what it turned into. Was right. It, almost like a running joke of something that I didn't think could be a joke, but it turned out it kind of was because I was handling it so bad. Right. And when someone would say something to you, you're like, that's stupid. Mm -hmm. And then they leave. I'm like, nope, that was accurate. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> well, you don't know. You're not thinking clearly. You're just not. And it literally is wild. like, it, it changes your brain chemistry when you're like going through that type of thing. Oh, like yeah. it, it, it makes you, yeah, it makes you think differently. You're absolutely not thinking straight. I mean, no. I did a lot of, I didn't do it. Like I never hurt anybody or did anything like <laughs> I wasn't oh, great. I was hurting myself. Yeah. 
I was hurting my roommates who were watching me hurt myself. My best friends, I was living with my band, and I'll never forget the day they just had enough, and they grabbed me, and like he, my one of my best buds, he just hugged me, and I just started breaking down, and I started pushing him away. I'm like, get off of me. He's like, I'm not fucking going anywhere. Yeah. He's like, I am right here. I'm sick of watching you do this. I'm going to hug you until you either fucking pass out, or he's like, you're not going anywhere. I don't trust you. I'm not watching you do this anymore dude your dad would whoop your ass if he saw you doing this to yourself and that again he saved me that yeah. night you know i was on a path man i had a bottle of jack down and another one oh yeah you know cracked ready that's to go a, so that's a yeah that's a real thing like i, I, and I weigh 130 pounds so <laughs> <laughs> two bottles of jack you boys are uh, dead <laughs> you're 40 percent jack daniels <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a very um, it's it's a it's it's not something you can really describe or even even if you've been through it, you can't help someone. Through no, it. and that's the everyone's craziest gonna, part. Because I'm gonna like, act differently. You, you want to know what I did? I fucked up my life for four years after my dad died, dude. Like, what do you want from me? I want to tell you to be good to yourself yeah. right now. That's what I would tell myself if I could go back. Is like, yo, dude, and that's that's the kind of the message that I was trying to push in in Bank Broke was like. Uh, all that worry in your head, don't talk to yourself like that, is like, I know so many cool people that are so talented, that are so, you know, 10 out of 10 human beings, man, and they talk to themselves like shit, and they treat themselves like shit, and it makes you crazy, because you look at these people, and you're like, man, if you only knew how awesome you are, and if you treated yourself like that, so like, my biggest thing now is, if you're going through anything, don't turn to the bottle, don't turn to the bottle once you grieve. Celebrate the fact that you overcame horrible things. You know, it's not going to help you. And easier said than done. I still oh, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. If I have a bad day, I'll have a tall boy. I think, you know, of course. Um, and I try to control that. But the biggest thing I think is if you're going through hard shit, you got to show up for yourself, dude. You got to be there for you because. <laughs> No, I mean, it's, like, it's all you got at the end. Of well, the day. so you know, you you can you can't you can guide a horse to water. You can't make him drink. Yeah, you know, you can well, only actually, make you can make him drink. Make it much worse. <laughs> always, people actually, are like can't no get much to make worse. Me drink, I did it myself. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and it can always get worse. People always say like can't get much worse, and I'm like bullshit. Bro, you do not want to say that type yeah. of shit. Cause... Hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, actually, exactly. give it back. Actually, give it back. Actually, I need that. Back. I'm about this to make is, a bad this decision. Make it worse. That's perfect. Yeah, man. It's the uh, you know as we're kind of talking about these things, I'm I'm reminded about I'm reminded about your your lyrics are, are very they cut through they're visceral they're very descriptive, Thanks, um, sometimes abstract but sometimes it's very much telling a story. Sure, yeah. is that is it intentional or is that just the way it comes out? To uh. Because we're yeah, as we're talking about all these things, unless you want to talk about like your top five funerals, we can go back to funerals. When we're good. talking about like <laughs> like things like that, that kind of cut a little deep. It, it's it's re, it's reminiscent. That's how I kind of take. Sure. It, and, and it stands out because some some lyrics are very abstract. You don't necessarily know what's happening. And I'm not saying that yours are very upfront, but they are yeah. very descriptive. Yeah, I definitely see that. I don't think it's something. Uh... I do think it kind of is a natural thing, like uh, going back to my teacher. You know, mm -hmm. I used to love doing the creative writing and just getting weird. And you know, as a kid, my stories were terrible. It was like 
Oh, Joe was planting carrots and he found a unicorn and the unicorn you took him You were a him kid, John. <laughs> yeah, I was a kid. Down. Yeah, exactly. Like, they were ridiculous. Were you going to write War and Peace? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> I wrote Jarhead when I was nine, yeah. Uh, but no, I, I, I do think it kind of does come natural just because uh, I always loved creative writing, poetry, short stories. I did a lot of writing through my teens and... Uh, and then kind of putting it to music was hard because I was like, man, I don't really write in like, uh, you know, da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da. It's kind of all over the place. So what I started doing was implementing the spoken word and yeah. it made it a lot easier for me to <clears throat> get the emotion. Because I don't think I have a great voice at all. I don't think I have a good singing voice. I think I have a great voice for what I do. And like, I think oh, I make I, it work I, for what I do. I, I, I'm not saying you don't have a good voice, totally. but in terms of like, I do not but, sing. But, but that applies. Like, I, I think a good performer, a good artist, knows their limitations. Hundred percent. I mean, you can go all the way. Justin back to, Bieber sings. I don't sing like yeah. that. That wouldn't have been my example, but <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, he sings. He knows how to sing. Well, I'll I mean, say that. You know, take take the take, take the widest spectrum possible. Sure. So you have like a. Anthony Kiedis isn't necessarily a phenomenal singer, right? But he's very good at what but he, he created does. his thing, right? And then you take somebody like you go uh, Maynard from Tool, he's a phenomenal sure. singer. Sure, that guy he he can hold those notes. Crazy. Or then you go to like you know anyone else in terms of like regardless of what you think of like the genre or the type, Demi Lovato was and Miley Cyrus are amazing singers. They're right. really really good. Right, you know uh, Ariana Grande. Is a frighteningly good singer, right? Like, I mean, exactly. She is You're not going to catch good. Scuff Mix on doing any runs with my right. voice, like but I you don't do know with, that. You're and maybe maybe that's where. And again, maybe it's not necessarily that it's what you're intentionally doing, but maybe you subconsciously know the thing that works best for you, and that's yeah. how your lyrics and your songs come out. Yeah, I think I think like a, a few years, I'd say like five years ago, was when I really kind of sunk into like a writing style. Where now. I can write freely in my notebook, and if I like what that thought is, I will be able to say that in a song somehow. And <clears throat> that might take a little bit of rearranging, but like, I don't sit there and write in song. I just write. And then I go, ooh, I like that. You know, I like that thought of let's write about uh, this moment in time or something, and I don't know. It feels very free lately. That's why I've been loving it because I feel like I used to sit down and think about writing a song. You know, okay, like, what do I want it to sound like? What what key am I in? What's it about? Now, I sit here, I talk to you, I, I, I say something, I, I put it in my notes, I go home later and I write a song. And there's no, like, uh, it has to sound like this or be this or whatever. I, I think it's more about... <clears throat> Capturing a feeling as natural as you can, which would be free writing. Don't write in segments. Don't write in rhymes. Don't write in sonnets. Don't write in anything. Just write it down on a piece of paper. And um, <clears throat> from there, I will take my favorite line or my favorite thought 
and that's what we turn into the song. That's kind of where I'm okay. at right no, now. Okay, th- no, that, long-windedly, that's good. but no, 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 no. Very, uh, no, but it's a very I, the, weird the, process. The, but, but, but. <laughs> What you said right there, a process, that's the most important part. Yeah. Because it's going to vary, I think, for everyone that I talk to. I talk to, I've talked to, again, I, I mentioned really like the Baker's Basement. They're a, they're a, a, a kind of like a folk duo, but they're both vocalists. So oh. the, they'll actually loop their music and they'll just sing off each other until something hits. It, that's it, it's really a, cool. Yes. Totally. And yeah. And it's something where you're like, does it make it harder? Does it make it easier? And they're like, both. It just depends. Because right. then now you're, you, when you're getting into the process, now you're talking about, does the music come first? Does the lyrics come first? Do the thoughts come first? Does the theme come first? Or does it, it's th- different or does it every depend time. on the day that I ask you? Yep. Yeah. Every time, dude. Like, there's been days where my, you know, my buddy's over and he plays a little something on guitar and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck was that, dude? Yeah, you. And then the next thirty hours we're recording. Yeah, and that's yeah. it, you know. And then there's days where, uh, I mean, magnificent. One of my biggest songs was literally I was trying to explain poetry, and I was saying, if we were to say right now we were sitting outside by a fire, I was saying like, if we, if I were to try to describe this in a poetic sense, I would say, I sat quietly under a paint splattered tarp of the sky and thought to myself why and i just said this sentence and i went holy shit i kind of fuck with that and it captured kind of where i was what i was doing how i was feeling that moment i ran inside wrote it down wrote the whole song so it's just like it's it's different every single time dude it could be a drum it could be a bird noise i hear it could be something you say to me and I can't get out of my head. Well, that's the it's so different beauty, every that's time. That's kind of the beauty of what your process is like. Yeah. You can literally have anything can, you know, act as your catalyst. Absolutely. It, it can just be yeah. a thought, a discussion. You could hear someone say something. They just, I mean, we all do this part. This part we all do. Someone will say something, something like, oh, sweet band name. Like something weird. Yeah, totally. Like, oh, I have like no bands, but a hundred band names. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> you know, but that's I mean, it. that's, but that can turn into something, you yep. know, like a, like a, a dark discussion, a playful discussion. Yep. You know, something, I mean, again, like you, you talk about going back to like a Maynard from Tool, a lot of, there's a lot of humor in his lyrics, but because of the way that it's actually released and it doesn't right. seem like it doesn't it's seem like it, it seems right. super there's dark a, yep. and, and very cosmic, whatever you want to call it, but he's just like, He's a very playful writer, right? And uh, and then other people are very much the the, the exact opposite. Yeah, you know, kind of going back to what we talked about that that nursery rhyme. Yeah, it sounds playful. It's dark as shit. I really like I really like like irony and sarcasm through music, and like that usually won't show through. Like you said with Maynard, mm-hmm. it's like uh, because he's saying it in this tone in this way you're not realizing that it's actually kind of funny yeah. or kind of uh, comic. You know, it's a bit of a comic relief. And I try to do that because, uh, I don't know, I feel like uh, I'm not a very serious person. Like, I <laughs> I really just like to have a good time and laugh. And, you know, I care a lot deeply about people and humanity and that type of thing. But other than that, I'm very, like, not serious. And... uh I feel like I want that to show through my music because it, I think sometimes my music is very serious and uh, I want to throw some personality in there like Bank Broke where it's like, yeah, I'm broke, but what do you do about it? We have a good time. We buy cheaper beer and we have more fun. You know, that's it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think that's 
Well, I, again, I, I don't. There's not like a right or a wrong way to do it. Absolutely not. There, the, the really That's isn't. Just my it's way a, of staying free with it. Yeah. You know, like what works for you. Mm-hmm. You know, like not it, tying there's it people down. That there, I know people that musicians wise that that have almost treat writing like a job, but it's not wrong. Exactly. It's like, hey man, nine to five. I'm gonna Different work way to do on it. this. Yep. I'm putting four hours aside. I'm gonna jot something down. If nothing comes out of it, at least I sat down and did it. I respect you know? that fully as well. And Other I go like, through nope. times yeah. where I do that when I'm super depressed and I I go, oh, I'll never write another song in my life. And I've been through that cycle 10, 12, 13 times in my musical career now, you know? So I know it's bullshit. I know I'll get out of a writing block. I know I'll get out of my uh, the little grave that I dig when I get sad. And, you know, and it'll all be okay. But it's taken those 12, 13 times to learn that. And now I'm at that point where it's like, okay, cool. We're going to be fine. We're going to write. We're going to let it happen. But in the times when I feel like I need to create and I'm not creating, I will sit down and say, you're going to write a damn song right now. And even if it's shit, you're going to write a song. And that's sometimes what it takes to get out of those creative blocks. It's not always just like, oh, it, you know, it will pass. But sometimes I don't want to wait that long. Yeah. Well, I don't hey, maybe, wait that, maybe you sit down and write something that's garbage, or at least in your mind, you think it's sure. garbage. And then like eight months down the road, you're like, wait a minute. This actually, that thing that I thought was terrible actually works with what I'm talking yeah, about right now. So turn it up a key, maybe... Yeah. You know, raise the tempo a little bit. Next thing you know, it's the best song you ever wrote. Yeah, and you're so. you're you're back on board with it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's it's again wild how those things can kind of you know, come together. Like any artistic, I think same thing with like painting. Painting's probably the the wildest example to me because it's just it's mm-hmm. a of, of the artists I've talked to that that paint. They're just like. Oh. It's not always sometimes something that I can just kind of fuck around with, right? Because it's like if I'm doing like this big canvas, I'm it not just like, to you. "Hey, let's see what happens." Yeah, you know? yeah, that's too. It's just yeah. it's wild to kind of think about what some people in creative fields kind of have to go through. You know, if, yeah. if someone's like an author, man, I mean, th- that's what the delete button's for. That's what the you know, the, the, it's yeah. Just, there's so but many even, different. Even so, it's like that. every word matters when you're an author. Mm. It's like every word can be. Uh, my my one buddy said this every word is a risk he told me that one night when i was on uh, hallucinogens and it fucked me up i was like oh my god i can never talk again <laughs> every word is a risk bro you're just gonna say that to me I just retired from talking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like i'm just done if it's all that risky but i love that because uh for a writer i mean every word is just as dire as it is for me right and every stroke of of the paint might be as dire, but you can also paint over it. So it's like, again, there's just a million ways to make it. There's yeah. a million ways to say one thing. There's a million ways to convey a feeling. And uh, it's just finding, it's it's finding, I think, the way that you can do it freely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's what it's, it's about, you know, not feeling like it's taxing to create. Kind of, I don't even get the purpose of that, you know. No, I, I, I it, again, it kind of goes sometimes. back to like if you're if you're trying to create something, is there really are you really, can you really say that even if it doesn't turn around that you did something wrong? Yeah, if you're exactly. Trying to create something, you know. No, yeah. you really can't. You can say it didn't turn out the way you thought. Yeah, but I can tell you some of my least favorite songs I've ever written. I have friends that are going, bro, you got to release that song, and I'm like, bro, I will never show anyone that song. <laughs> and they're like, that's my favorite thing you've ever made. Yeah. It's and I'm like, cool. 
So I'll send it yeah. to your email. Yeah. <laughs> like, Great. You can have it, but yeah. like, I'm not proud of it. And, uh, and at the end of the day, I mean, that's really all art should be is something that you feel. And, uh, the rest is to be interpreted, you know? What about like, just, I guess like the, 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 the music, I don't want to say industry because I'm not even sure you can qualify it as an industry anymore. Because when yeah, I hear the word rough. industry, industry, I, I feel like that there's like a hierarchy. But I mean, but w- with streaming and with access, and, and it's a double edged sword, it almost feels like it's, I almost want to say it's a free for all because mm-hmm. we, you and I were kind of talking about this, I think maybe before we started recording. Yeah. Is that you were talking about like podcasting, like podcasting's not, I don't care what it says. It's not difficult to start because you don't need a whole lot to do it. You need sure. internet, you need a laptop. It's not difficult to podcast, mics. but it's difficult to have an engaging, sure. decent quality, you know, a good podcast. But on right? top of that, you have, because there's no real requirement right. for pot, like the, the, like no one's like, well, you know what? I listen to your podcast. It's not good enough. So you can't be on the internet. Anyone can, throw their stuff out 100 percent. so it kind of gets saturated and it's the same thing with in my opinion obviously podcasting is 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 very saturated uh music and i th- probably music and comedy i think are the ones that i think have been impacted the best and i think for the better and for the worse i think mm-hmm. you can argue both sides in the both extremes yes yeah, because you know in the go back to like you know the the 80s or the 90s where you know everyone's out there you get got to hope that some Someone executive just sees walks you into at a your club, show, right. yeah. But now anyone can get their stuff out there, so it's easily accessible. But right. now everyone can throw their stuff out. I can put out an album at the end of the week if I right. started today. Hundred percent. Don't have to be good, but I can put it out there, 100%. and I can make it look cool if I got the right graphics, if I got the right sound, if I got the old, you know, the the, the right reverb and the right this and the right that. So yeah, now you're trying to you know. People can maybe get desensitized, like, oh God, everyone's got a band, quote unquote. Oh, how do I how do I fight through that to get my stuff out there that's actually good? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh I, f- I feel like I'm a up a bu- up against a bunch of rich kids, to be honest. Like, and I'm nothing against you guys. All right, that's fine. I'm not saying it being rich does not make you talented. Being rich doesn't make you not talented, it doesn't make you anything. But in a, in a game where it is about streaming and whatnot, um, yeah, I can't compete with someone that can spend 50 grand on a release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot compete because I spent all $300 that I had on the music video. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and that's kind of where, where it's at. So it's, um, it's interesting right now because some of my favorite artists are people that are just making things with nothing, you know, and it's like I would have never heard them without. Garage Band, and you know, I, I think it was Steve Lacey, Tyler the Creator. These dudes have won Grammys off Garage Band, yeah, off yeah, their yeah. phones, off their laptops. But um, it does. The saturation is crazy because, um, you know, I guess. Oh God, it's so hard to say. Like I don't want to sound like a dick. It's just I've been at it for so long. No, 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 no. You it's, know, it's. I, I look. And I brought it up because I see this too. And, and here I'll, I'll, I'll kind of give my point of view for what I do. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, this is in no way my primary source of income. This is sure. barely my secondary source sure. of income. But in, in the reason for that, and in, in, actually, here I'll liken it back to what you and I. The very first thing we were talking about, we started recording, was 
the addition of video to podcasting. Right. So if I were to add video to this, like I've seen plenty of podcasts that have video, the video, the, like the, the clarity of the video, it's awesome. The editing's great. And then I start listening to them. I'm like, I started listening because it looked like a good podcast because of the video. And you guys are just talking about fucking Pokemon and body count, everything, something that everyone has talked about 50,000 sure. times, but it looked legit mm-hmm. because of the presentation. But when yeah. I got into the content, it's shit. You and I can right. grab somebody. I see you. Give us a $50,000 budget. You and I can turn my dog into oh my a God. decent selling artist. Yeah, absolutely. You know what and, I mean? And that's it, dude. And I'm not saying that those with money are not talented. I'm yeah, saying yeah. that their resources, obviously, all of it, it's insane. Because as of right now, all of my stuff is organic, which I am proud of right now. Because it's real. And I don't have to wonder how many streams came from that $500 thing that I paid for. I can, I know that I had 7,000 people play this song today. And that, to me, motivates me. But can, uh, can I compete with someone who's putting out a song and getting the same amount of organic plays, but then paying for 600,000 more? Yeah. No. The answer is no. I'm not going to compete with them because that's literally not who I'm competing with because we're in different weight classes. You know what I mean? Like, I quite literally have to make a cool video with $300, whereas someone else can make a way less cool video with 10 grand, but it looks way better. And then you just added another dimension to it, too. Buying followers, buying subscribers, buying listens. That's how you're going to get... I mean, if I it bought... It looks more legit if someone's got 50,000 followers. You're yep. like, oh, they must be good. If I want that Liquid IV or Liquid Death to sponsor me, all I really have to do is buy 100,000 more th- followers than I have now and then post about them. Yep. And they'll be like, oh, well, he's got f- fucking 500,000 followers. Yeah. We got to give huge. him some free water. Yeah. And, you know. But if I did it right now, they're going to be like, we don't give a fuck if this guy dehydrates out here. Like, he's yeah. got 30,000 followers? Get I'm out of here. throw an empty liquid death can at right? him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a weird game, man. I think I, I, all I know how to do is try to just put out authentic yeah. shit and then, you know, play the game a little bit. I already downloaded a TikTok. I already made 675 TikTok videos. And I'm trying to be genuine doing that shit, too, because I don't want to turn it into something that's unenjoyable for me. Because the reason the music is what it is is because I feel it, I enjoy it, I'm doing what I want. If I start compromising that, again, what's the point? I think ultimately that comes out, though. I I think if if you're a music fan and you like music and you're looking for something cool, I think people can siphon through that. It's getting through the layers, of course, is, I think, the biggest challenge. But, you know, when I mentioned that your lyrics are a lot more descriptive, I think, tell more of a story, versus, say, somebody who's just talking about, you know, going to a party, which has been done 50,000 times this month. 100%. By 100%. different artists, you know that that's that's a difference. And I do think that people are getting more starved for for things like that. And I think across the board, people are starved for so. for accuracy in news. People are yeah. starved for accuracy in movies, in music, and co- everything. Like we're we're we're. I think people are siphoning through so much of that. 
and we're we know that we're gonna come across some shit, some things yeah. that aren't real, that aren't genuine, and you want to be that person that's not that obsessed with yeah. some of these goofy things. So, but it, the layers are the challenge. But I think the end game is kind of doing what you're doing. Sure. And yeah, I'm in it for the like. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Like I've talked to you know my band, my manager, people that I work closely with, my family, and you know it's always if you just did this, dude, you could probably make a lot of money and i'm like i know <laughs> i know yeah i just don't want to do that and straight up to me right now it's more important to scrape by doing what i love than to give in when i'm 65 maybe i'll start selling my music you know if Six- i'm <laughs> if i'm really fucking hurting maybe i'll sell out maybe i'll do the thing yeah i don't know dude but right now to me it's the most important thing to keep pure in my life through doing that you know healing parts of me through my music has made me a better son boyfriend brother you know what I mean like dealing with my father's loss death uh the loss of my dad like has brought me closer to my sister my mom my the people in my life I'm better to myself dude it's like uh if I made it not pure then I don't know what my outlet would be you know, I don't know what my thing would be. Maybe just running. You know what I, I mean? Like noticeable. If I'm my opinion. Yeah. If you kind of just switch like that again, just someone that I don't think it could has ever been happen. so absorbed in your music in the last couple of days, you know, kind of just getting ready to talk to you. Yeah. I think if you switched it up, I, I don't even think I'd have to talk to you. I think you'd release something like, oh, he changed. Oh yeah, he sold out. You <laughs> oh, would he's know ready. it because yours is it's it's not yeah. it's not like it's not that yours isn't easily ingested but it's not like the the kind of more cookie cutter thing that i think we've kind of been alluding to a little sure bit. you know what i mean yeah i think a lot of people are kind of confused when they hear it at first it's like uh oh i wasn't expecting that yeah, yeah you know like i've had a lot of like uh people i work with musically that listen to my music other musicians and they're like you know i don't know dude that's really weird i wasn't expecting your stuff to sound that way and uh yeah i mean it's uh digested differently i think yeah. When you first listen to it, it's something that you're either all the way in or you're like, I don't know. I'd have to give that another shot because it, it is different. And I'm I'm well aware that it's not like for everybody. Yeah. 100% well aware of completely that. Completely agree. So what about uh, like the the Cleveland music? I, I've, again, talked to a lot of musicians and a lot of di- kind of different kinds. What do you think of like the Cleveland music scene? Ah. <clears throat> uh, it's tough. I mean, I left at 19 to try, you know, the Chicago scene, which was pretty amazing. Uh, oh, Chicago wow. was fucking awesome, dude. We would sell out shows on a Tuesday night here. Been a lot more difficult. I think that Cleveland has immense talent. Like, oh, crazy amounts of talent, dude. I can't wait to check out some of the people that I didn't know of that you were talking about. But... uh Dude, I mean, just the people I do know of, either that I'm friends with or that uh, don't put out as much music as you would want them to or that just aren't that popular. Uh, I mean, it is unbelievable how much talent there is here. I think the support system is goofy as hell. And I think probably all the artists will tell you that. And, I mean, I'm a bit guilty of it, too. I pretty much just stick to myself. I mean, you'll hear me tell everyone and their mother to go check out any of Ryan's bands, you know, Ryan Hardwick's uh, 
Last Gasp, any of the bands he's been in. I will absolutely tell people to check that out. But it's really, really, really tough to support a lot of the artists around. I just think that there's an overall like negative vibe about each other. And uh, it's honestly been pretty tough for me to relate to people, too. I found found a lot of people that I'm just not sure what the intentions are. And uh, it, it's strange. I just think that if we're all in the same pool, we should all be a little more welcoming, understanding, it's a open. Weird, it's a weird dynamic. It, it is. It's a, and, and that's Because everyone wants to be the star. So no one gives a fuck about your success. They don't want to see me win. I've seen it in, and I've seen it across the board. You know, I've seen it, and I've seen different reactions to it across the board. You know, uh, you know comics. I I know a lot of comics that very much support each other, and will come on here. Yeah, and, and they'll talk about like this guy's super talented. You yeah, should have, you should have him on. Absolutely. Other ones that are kind of just like, uh, I don't know why that person got booked or anything right. like that. Right, music. Same. I haven't heard. I think as much it's a music. bit. I think it just comes from being bitter, dude. Because it's just a hard industry it's to make it in. It's a grind. And, and that grind, if, if someone makes it before you did, and you've been at it longer, it's just instantly like, man, fuck that guy. And you know what? I, I've been doing this forever. How did you make it? You and know? I also <laughs> don't even... Th- I, I, to a degree, I'm like, I don't even disagree with them. And what I mean by that is... Sure. So say like somebody... Say someone down the street comes up with a like, kind of let, let's do the same example sure but let's apply it to like what to podcasting someone comes out and they're just like interviewing like you know like young girls and telling them that they're ran through and no one will ever marry them sure and it fucking takes off and it's right down the right. street and it pisses and in you my off mind I'm like I've been doing this for three years I have interviewed what I think are some of the coolest and awesome most awesome people in the city sure very diverse something for everybody having real conversations yeah and just kind of sitting right. there kind of getting to know them and you know, this person's just like, you're a slut, and everyone right. loves it. and everyone loves it. <laughs> I'd right. be like, you know what? And I'd run into that guy, I'd be like, great job, I've heard your stuff, it's great. And it's tough, but... And, and I think <laughs> but I'd what, be like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> right, 100%, dude. And, like, to keep our sanity, I've tried so hard recently to, like, get that thought out, because, again, prob- you, you know, if you think of it as a Venn diagram, your listeners and their listeners are going to be so few far in between yeah. that are going to listen to both of you. Yeah. So, like, you're not even talking to those people. No, I'm not. At all. And I'm not talking to these people. So it's like, now, if those people wanted to hear what I had to say, I would welcome you with open arms, dude. But I'm not I'm not knocking on doors telling people to listen to my music. And that's, that's the big thing with, like, we talked about being, you know, in this industry, having a bunch of money to throw at the wall on 10 songs and see what sticks, of course you're going to get fans. Because you're going to like it. Someone's going to like it, right? You could make an album tomorrow. Someone will like it. Someone will hate it, no matter how good or bad it is. My mom would buy it. it. My mom would buy it. She says, exactly. I can do it. she says I can do anything. Exactly, dude. <laughs> she says I'm special. She's like, you're so good. You're like... You're like that that Led Zeppelin guy. <laughs> You're so talented. <laughs> My mom called me one one day when uh God, this was a long time ago. It was Green Day came out with a Boulevard of Broken Dreams. She goes, and this is years after the song came out. Two, three, four years after it came out. My mom calls me and she's like, I, I think I just heard you on the radio. <laughs> and I was like, Oh yeah? I was like, what is it? And I was like, put it up, put it up. She's like putting it to the radio, and I just hear on the boulevard of broke. And I was like, Mom, that was Green Day. 
She's like, I swear that I thought it was you. I'm like, no, mom. I She's am. like, you're not Green Day? <laughs> yeah. I, so... I could have swore you were Green Day. <laughs> oh, they have millions of dollars, mom. No. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> oh, moms. They're just so supportive no matter what. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Uh, I forget the question you even asked me, but I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also not great at this. That's amazing. <laughs> this is why the guy down the street. Oh yeah, do no, a lot better. yeah, you were, exactly. That's what you were talking about. Um, but yeah, it's like it's like fuck it, dude. There, no matter what you do, there's an audience for it. You can, you know, the, there was a girl that just made four point some million dollars farting in a jar. I mean, there's an audience for anything, dude. It just depends on do you have the money to market. Do you have sex appeal? You know, I don't. So it's like, I can't rely on that. I look like half leprechaun, half, you know, I'm just a strange looking dude. So I have to rely on having content in my, or uh, actual, um, I want music with fucking meaning behind it, you know? Because I don't have the voice of Chris Brown. I don't have the looks of these dudes. So it's like, for me, I got to make it fucking count, dude. And, uh. You know, we all you. talk to different people. That's all it is. I'm going to push back on the sex appeal. I bet if we went to Pornhub and we Googled leprechaun, something would come up. <laughs> Joe Dirt looking There's leprechaun, a, yeah, <laughs> homeless, seven million views. white guy. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah There's an, trust me. There's an audience. They're just not vocal. <laughs> That's just, true. That's it's true. It's not a vocal audience. Damn. But That's they're out true. there. <laughs> they're not as proud, you know. No, <laughs> no, they're definitely in another basement. <laughs> they're hiding. It's the it's the lunar. That was something I learned about lunars. People who get off to blowing up balloons and shit. That was pretty weird. I don't know that one. Yeah, it's. And called I know l- some weird ones. I've had some like weird ones. They blow them come up till up they pop. These episodes and they're like, they love that. That's so weird. Yeah, it's strange, boob? dude. That's what I mean. There is something for everyone. There is music for everyone. There's books for everyone movies for everyone the thing that you Erotic hate the most is someone's favorite yes. <laughs> someone's favorite dude and it's it's weird oh yeah it's the i mean hey this is uh, i don't know who i was joking around about this but it's like uh you know you, you can say what you want about like the spice girls and nickelback but and we probably Nickelback can't find makes anyone more to money admit than it, anyone but we sold know. Forty million albums. Yep. Someone digs them. Oh, 100%, dude. I mean it's it's insane. I remember I was 14 and someone gave me free Nickelback tickets. I threw them out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, no hate, to... but if you're 14 years old and you throw out free concert tickets, and, you know, hindsight well, 2020, I should have gone. You should have sold them. <laughs> I should have sold, sold them, yeah. I should have sold them. Because someone sure. would have been like, I'll buy these, but you can't tell anybody. <laughs> you can't tell anyone I bought these. <laughs> I'll give you 100 bucks to not tell anyone I gave you these yeah. free Nickelback tickets. Here's $500, 250 for the tickets, and 250 to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Don't say shit. <laughs> Uh, it is funny because like Nickelback's no worse than any other you know like band that I don't like. They just get such a bad rap. Like those poor guys, they get shit all over. And uh, you know Nickelback, Creed, all these bands. It's like dude, there's bands that are way worse. They just don't oh get the God, same bands that are meme. Significantly worse. You know they don't get that meme, oh. and uh, that's the only reason why they 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 stay out of the. The shit talk. They had no. Ch- I mean, they, they they had no. There was nowhere they were gonna go. I think they were too. They were looking. And, and, oh God, I'm not gonna say that. I don't. I don't know Creed songs. I do. Oh, hundred percent. 
with that. Everybody does. My own prison. Everyone knows that fucking 100%, song. hundred percent, dude. Every single time that song comes on, everyone's like, oh, it's terrible. Like, I lost my voice screaming those songs. <laughs> As a teenager, I was, oh, what? I was freaking out, dude. I was like, this, this is my so shit. Good. Oh. P.O.D.? Oh, my oh, God, P-O-D. dude. Dude, I still P.O.D. Southtown <laughs> is such a banger. Dude, they that is fucking such a rip. Good song. If anyone wants to fight about it, that's fine. But they rip, dude. I mean, I don't listen to them on a daily basis, but they're fucking back then. I'm killing. Bro. You know what? We, I'll we, still get down. You give me three beers, I'm putting we, P.O.D. We were talking. Oh, <laughs> We were talking about like I've I mentioned earlier, like covers that I like better than the original. Yeah, Pod has a cover of "Bullet the Blue Sky" and it's amazing. Really? Oh, I didn't. I've never they heard cover that. U, yeah, you too, right? Bullet yeah, the yeah. Blue Sky? Oh, yeah. They U2. have a cover of it. I went off about you two last night. <laughs> I don't know. I was just saying I just didn't get it. I never got it. Oh, they lost me after two thousand one. Yeah, they have yeah. a lot of great songs, but what they was that badass me. video where they shot on the rooftop? Remember, like they like. Beautiful. Illegally shot on a rooftop oh, or something. I, I Real know what you're young. talking about, but I don't. It was kind of bad. It was like straight. It was like Limp Biscuit did it too. All them dudes shot on a rooftop like illegally. They shot their music that, videos in like New York and got shut Andy down. Harlem. It probably actually. Or the streets have no name. Yes, the streets have That's no it. name. That's because it. Because I can see the video. Yes, dude. Because the video was almost kind of like shittily shot like yeah, yeah. grainy and not it was like very DIY it's type obviously of not produ- pro- it's obviously not professionally done or they fooled they were us. in a truncated time to do it yeah but yeah I do remember that that was the most badass thing I've ever seen from you two yeah. other than that you know I don't know Dude, they have a really a lot of really good songs but I think right around 2001 2002 they lost me yeah it's tough you know I think like going back to what we were saying earlier like you can't expect an artist to stay in the box uh, no, I love Kid Cudi's first couple things, and then he lost me. I love. Kid I Cudi. still support him. I still wish him the absolute best as an artist, as a person. But he fucking lost me, dude. And uh, I think that happens with most artists that are out for multiple decades. It's I, very rare to like love everything from an artist. That's it's insane to ask of someone. You're gonna literally curate seven albums that mm-hmm. I'm gonna like every song. You know, even, it's even like, for me, like Deftones is my band. Oh, That's, I love Deftones, dude. But you know what? I wasn't that into gore. Sure. You know, it's not the best it's compared not the, it's not a to. Terrible album, but then you also have to factor in your own nostalgia, your own connection to why you liked. I want around certain, the fur again. You exactly. Know? Exactly. I want around the fur again. You know, I I want. Uh, you know. Uh, it's hard to be a fan. Again, it's hard to be a fan, so just like good, it's hard to be an artist. But but I would put them up against anybody, and I listen to everything. I have all their stuff. I, everything. I just right. I love them to death. I think they are the, right. they are my favorite of all time. I love all of their songs. I, love I would about buy them. an album that I don't like of theirs just to support them. Because they put on like an album the tomorrow. I mentioned that I don't download songs unless I listen and like them. That's mm-hmm. not with them. I'll I just download their albums because uh, I, I know I'm gonna. That's awesome. I love Death. Yeah, Jones. I do. Huge. And they're making kind of a weird comeback right now, dude. There's like a lot of there's like a whole TikTok, uh, you know, side of TikTok that's like super Deftone heavy. You know where they're really... like really cute alternative girls yeah. just like fucking killing it to Deftones. Well, you know, because you you want to talk about somebody that has continued to evolve and has something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've been seeing a lot of these uh, Deftones reaction videos on YouTube. Uh, yeah, like, I've seen those And when too. you think of some of these, I mean, some of these are they're just 
Because when you I, like, I think my own summer as I think it's a, like it's my favorite guitar riff of all time. It's uh, iconic. When you hear a song like uh, like Digital Bath, right? Digital Bath is a big one where people like listen to that and they're just like, Jesus, this is amazing. Yeah. And then the vocal coaches, while like listen to it, like, oh, this guy's amazing. Yeah. Like, what is he? They're doing? all just, they're just they're all over the place and they'll come into something and it hits really 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 hard. Yeah. And uh, I've been seeing a lot of them like reaction to that or like change in the House of Flies, which is. Just an incredible song. Oh god! But dude. they have they, there's so many. You can do that with so many of them. They have yeah. so many great ones. And yeah, I've tried to ease up on on the whole like I've tried to just give artists a break because it's like, dude, you know, once you start making hundreds of songs, it's like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. gonna start getting you're gonna diff- lose me a little. Yeah, bit. like exactly. There's you gonna can't. be some fucking misses, you know. And that's my uh, favorite. That's my favorite. My best. And they still have albums where I'm like. Eh. 100%. I don't care that much. Right. You know, it doesn't I'll make just, you not like yeah, them. I have seven others to choose Did from. Did you ever go to their to. their YouTube and comment on it and tell them that they sound the like shit? I'm like, I just talked to stuff. And we You're like, to, dude, honestly, like, guys. Bullshit. You should delete this album. <laughs> you need to go back. Like, please. You should delete this album from your catalog. <laughs> and there we are, full circle. Yeah, full circle, <laughs> man. It really is. So, what I. You, you joke when we were walking in about. Uh, um, you're trying to do the opposite of moving to Ohio and going to somewhere warmer. Yeah. What what what, what does the next couple of like weeks or months look like for you? Um, next couple. Uh, so Bank Broke was the first song I released off of a, a an EP coming up. I don't want to say how many songs, but it might become an album because it's like pushing that like you know it's not really an EP if there's too many songs and I'm like yeah that's not a bad thing. So uh, I'm. The next few weeks is uh, shooting another music video. The next music video for uh, the next single off the project, we'll say. Uh, it's called Don't Wait. And um, I'm going to be <laughs> shooting on Sunday. Uh, we have an old music video character coming back. Uh, if, you, if anyone's ever seen It Wants Me Dead, the music video with the uh, Reaper, uh, that guy will be coming back and making an appearance so basically gearing up for the next like three, four singles. Um, and then hopefully later this year, um, all goes as planned. We got our passports. We're trying to hit the road, get on tour. Um, you know, I'm loving Cleveland right now. I've been back here for a few years since Chicago. But I do think um, a change of scenery for the next project album, uh, maybe a little more desert little something something a little hotter getting kind of sick of the cold even though the cold has uh helped me write a lot of nice (laughs) songs about being fucking freezing in the midwest um i'm kind of over it so i don't know this year is going to be very much based on this project uh coming out i think probably august i think it's probably safe to say that the whole project will drop around august and then hopefully spend the rest of the year touring on that on, on these songs, all these new songs. Um, from there, looking at moving out of, out of Cleveland just for a little bit, uh, I will always come back here. I fucking love Cleveland, dude. And I want to I wanna make a name for, for myself here. I want to play annual shows. I want to represent my hometown. But uh, I just want to write the next album somewhere else. I want to look out the window and see cactuses or something, some cacti or something, I think. So. Hey, I mean, again, you know, we talk about like the things that kind of influence influence your 
your songs, your songwriting. Yeah. Surroundings very much as an impact. Yeah. So. And then I will say August 3rd through August 5th is a big Ohio music festival. Uh, it's called Everwild. Oh, yeah. I'll be yeah, up yeah. there with Tropidelic and a bunch of awesome Ohio acts. Uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony will be there. Uh, prof, a bunch of prof, I think. Um, a bunch of awesome acts. So that, that should be fun. But really just, dude, I'm trying to pack this year with shows. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get, we got the band back together. I got a couple of my best buddies on instruments. So like they're down to fucking rock it out with me. So uh, Canada's calling our name, you know. Uh, well, they'll let us in there now. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. I hope so. I'm a pretty, I think my record's all right. I, I got in some trouble at 18 with like uh, some driving shit, but like. I'm sure it's been expunged at this yeah. point. Yeah. I got it. I did. I had a uh, OVI when I was 18. It was the worst, dude. I had like four sips of beer, zero tolerance. I got absolutely drugged through the mud. And I got pulled over in New York last year and they, they brought it up. And I was like, I thought that was expunged. And it was really weird. So it scared me. But when you were anyway, 18? Oh, yeah. Well, no, never mind. I'm I thinking mean, of something else. A while ago, too. So. Who knows? We'll see. But I think Canada will let me in. Canada, they've been showing me mad love, so I really want to get to Canada. Um, but yeah, East Coast tour for sure. Trying to get the East Coast tour this year and then hopefully get to the West Coast as soon as possible. I mean, it's all fucking expensive. It's all hard to get to, but um, at the rate we're going, I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping it just keeps growing a little bit and uh, organically finding people that resonate and get the fuck on the road. That's all I want. After the pandemic and all this shit, man, I just want to go connect with people, scream, sing songs, and and uh, meet the people who are vibing. That's, well, that's hey, the they're out there, man. You've already yeah. found a bunch, and I'm sure you're going to find a lot more. Yeah, man, I'm super grateful. It's been an amazing year, so. Well, good. Already. Well, I'm glad, man. I'm, I, I'm glad I came across your stuff. I'm glad I came... Uh, I was uh, glad we were able to kind of connect so we can talk a little bit, man. Same, it's, man. It's cool getting to know you about this stuff, kind of like what makes you tick, talk about music, and then talk about literally anything else. Yeah, man. We've jumped all over the place. Your mind works similarly hey, to mine, best, so it's uh, fun. Best kind of episode for I, me, man. I always feel bad on podcasts. I'll be, you know, they'll ask me what genre I am, and then I'm talking about how, like, I used to want to be Steve Irwin, and I'm like, how did I get here? <laughs> I'm so sorry. What was I answering? They're like, oh, I just asked what kind of music you made, and you started going. <laughs> we asked, we just asked for a sound check. We haven't started yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, we're we're not going. Okay. No, that's the, that's the point of this. Yeah. But I, no, man. I want, I want people to hear kind of what you're about <laughs> musically, not musically. Yeah, Because yeah. they do connect. They, they, yeah, they do. dude. I mean, that's all we all, I, I think we can all connect a lot more than we even know. I think if you sat down with someone you never thought you would have anything in common with and did what we're doing right now, chances are we'd probably all get along a lot better. You'd be surprised how yeah. much you have in common with I people. do. You know, like if you'd just... be willing to be a little bit offended for a second, I think if everyone was just willing to be a little offended for a second, we could talk things out and learn that people aren't, uh, as bad as we think, I think the majority of us were fucking trying, and uh, you know that's all you can ask, dude. Agreed. So it's like this. Uh, it's cool. It was great to meet you, and you know, seeing what you're doing here in Cleveland, just with the podcast, bringing people in, talking, having conversations. It's it's a beautiful thing, man. I, it's what life's about. Couldn't agree more. And I'm glad you came. Where, where, where can everybody find your stuff? Uh, man, everywhere. Uh, anywhere music is streaming. Spotify, title, iTunes. Uh, I try to be on all that. 
uh, Scuff Mixon, S-K-U-F-F-M-I-C-K-S-U-N, pretty much everywhere else. Instagram, Scuff Mixon Art. Um, yeah, check me out. Check out the music. Lots of fun music videos. Um, I'm trying to have a good time, so if y'all want to join in, yeah. you know. Uh, the more the merrier man <laughs> cool man again i really really appreciate it absolutely um, brother mad love uh, for sure uh more stuff coming out obviously i uh, got some more live shows kind of coming up um once they're finalized i got a couple of meetings in the next couple of weeks um i have a live show on march 24th but by the time this comes out that's gonna pass so yep, yep. Uh, but that show's already sold out so if anyone Amazing, coming, i'm dude. glad to see you guys so damn uh, i can't get tickets Oh, that's it's. I'll tell you the story about it when right, we're done yeah, here, man. Off but air. It's, 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 uh, I'll beg you but, off uh, air. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all good because I I'm already meeting with some other people about some other live shows. So love uh, it, dude. More in the future. It's something I'm hoping to do. Uh, once uh, once I get through the having a baby in May. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! Gotta kind of kind of get my bearings on that first before I start planning more live stuff. But uh, so uh, but that's it, man. I really appreciate you coming. It was cool. Absolutely, you, man. man. My pleasure. Thank right. you. Thanks, man. Peace.